podcast is brought to you by Abby Connect, the leading live receptionist service. Did you know that 80% of business callers don't leave a message when they reach voicemail? Customers want to connect with real people, not machines or recordings. Abby Connect offers dedicated and guaranteed call answering at a fraction of the cost of hiring a receptionist or assistant. For our listeners, Abby Connect is offering a no obligation free trial. And after your trial is over, our listeners will receive $95 off their first bill. But only when you sign up at our special link, abbyconnect.com forward slash profit first. Sign up today at abbyconnect.com forward slash profit first. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. I don't know if you can see right behind you, we have the books there. The same eye level, the books there. See them, some of them are on cellophane wrap. I don't know. The pumpkin plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you know those are fraudulent books? No. Yeah. So, he, yeah, that's not. We, we don't necessarily know the source that they were manufactured somewhere else, but here's the deal. Uh, I get a call from Penguin. They say, hey, you're selling used copies of the Pumpkin Plan. Penguin's my publisher. And I'm like, no. They're like, um, there's books out there that, that are selling for like half the price uh, of the Pumpkin Plan. Uh, and I'm like, well, who is it? And they said, we don't know. We thought it was you. Well, look, this coming up. It's this like fly-by-night company. Oh. And so now what we're trying to figure out and why we bought them is, are they manufacturing them? Right. Or are they somehow getting them from Penguin? They don't look like they're manufactured. They're manufactured perfectly. So that means they're probably Penguins. But somehow someone got some of the inventory. Uh, I'm, I don't know how they did it. Maybe maybe it's above the law some way. But I, we're fearful that it was a little under law. So we bought a lot of their books and they went shut down and they were nowhere to be found oh, again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're, so it's here. Weird. So we bought, I don't know couple dozen so now we're sitting here and it's like what do we do with them well we're just <laughs> they're legitimate books yeah so is it, it now we're putting them back into circulation when people not when they're buying a new book when they buy a used book even though these are brand new when they buy a used book we this is the book we're providing so we have to get rid of these 12 or 15 books it's but it's like it's like evidence it's not like this was like a, it's not like the cops were involved or anything right how did penguin discover it because there was on amazon there was a company selling them at a extraordinary discount Listing them as, oh, I think it was listed as new books too. Oh. And Penguin's like, no one else can sell the new books. We're the only company that yeah. provides them. So they called me and said, "Are you selling them? Because you know we get, you can see right, stacks of them. We sometimes get hundreds and hundreds of books for promotional purposes. And they're like, are you selling them? Because you can't do that. I'm like, not nah, that ain't us. And then it ends up that there was this fly by night company doing it. Oh, that's so crazy. Mystery. Do Mystery. Somebody who like worked at Penguin and. Could be, yeah. What if it's some guy? Yeah, in the in the. Oh my god! Oh my god! Did he murder a book? I crushed that book. (laughs) Well, on that note, everybody, you are listening to the Profit First podcast. Yeah, big one, episode one ninety nine. You can feel the energy already. It's a little bit scary. Here we go. Nice job. Bum, bum. Welcome, everyone, to the Profit First Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kelsey Ayers. And I'm your co-host, co-host, host, <laughs> Mike McCallowitz. I don't know what I'm in. You're a co-host. I can't be a host. Yeah, you are. Oh. You're the host. I'm the co-host. Oh, right. It's a pilot co-pilot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so I am the host then. Uh, I'm Mike McCallowitz. I'm the author of Profit First. Have you read it? Have you read it? Have you read it? I also wrote a, another book that I think you're going to love called Clockwork. Profit First is about profitability. Probably the second most important part of a business. Time, meaning living life, having the time to live, mm-hmm. I think is the most important. And that's why I wrote Clockwork. Awesome. So go check it out. And, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, 
ProfitFirstPodcast.com or any other podcast. Mm, that's exactly right. Make sure you subscribe. Click that little subscribe button. Don't miss a single episode. Uh, Kelsey, what have you been up to? Anything uh, exciting going on in the airs? Yeah, it's my sister's birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's happening tonight. That's happening tonight. What's my what's Delaney? Okay. What? She's turning 33. Mm. So 33 years ago, the world was blessed with a little bit more magic. Yeah. Yeah. So is she married, Delaney? She is. She's married, and she has a little 18-month-old baby boy. And so is is so. How do you do that kind of party? Are you guys taking her out, or is she hosting now that she has? Yeah, we're going to take her out. Okay. Where yeah. are you going? I don't know yet. She hasn't decided. Um, my mom wanted to make, she made pot roast yesterday and wanted to just make like the leftover <laughs> noodles with pot roast on Nice, top, mom. Which is like really? one of our favorite meals, but it's not a birthday dinner meal. Especially a reheat. Yes, exactly. So Delaney, does she want to recycle the cake? Hey, here's our anniversary <laughs> yeah. cake from your father and I. Anniversary cake. It's, it's, it's 35 years old and we just thought maybe we could enjoy this cake. Yeah. Happy birthday. So that cake, uh, you helped me. Like, so my father had his 90th birthday. Yeah. This is my update. He, um, so we were gonna take him out to dinner, and he's getting up there. He had a, a real close experience, uh, you know, knocking on heaven's door, and um, so we all agreed, let's not go out. This it could be too trying. So we had the party at his house, mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't want the cake from Stoozy Cakes next door, which is like this, I don't know if it's world-renowned, but it's in this area. It's, a, it's known for its cakes. Yeah. He's like, the fudge is too sweet. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't we get a cake without fudge? He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> then Stoozy Cakes didn't have one. They were closed for like three weeks. <laughs> Unbelievable. So um, we're going out. My um, We're picking up the food. My wife's like, well, stop by Stoozy Cakes and get the cake. And I'm like, they're closed right now. So we have to go to Vikings. She's like, oh. No, oh, no one goes to Viking. I'm like, no, we really? are. She's like, that place is no, it's disgusting. Oh no, it's it's fine. It's a bakery. She goes, no one goes there. So we went to the Viking bakery. I got the cake. It was it was fine. It wasn't it wasn't world class. It was like you know, it's just a cake. Yeah. Rolling eyes. Why did you do this? I'm like, I. So I blamed you. <laughs> I, I mean, said, it totally is my fault. So. No, it's not. Why, how would you know? <laughs> I did blame you. I said I asked Kelsey to pick up the cake and yeah. and. Kelsey was proactive, and when Susie Cakes was closed, she just got an effing cake somewhere else. Yeah. So, but that's why you know I got grief how many that. like bakeries were out of business in the area? Yeah, I guess. Like when I did a search for really? other bakeries, yeah, it's really tough times that, for like, bakeries. I was like, oh, okay, this one's close by, and I called, and they were out of business. And then it happened two more times, and I was like, okay. I wonder if I should do a little blind taste test. There's a bakery down in Long Beach Island. When we go on vacation down there, it's called the Crust and Crumb. Great uh-huh. name, great name. They make cream-filled donuts. It's a powdered donut, but not Boston cream. It's like a, a sweeter, believe it or not, cream. It's like a uh, almost like an icing that you yes, put on a cake. Yes, It tastes so freaking good. Yeah. So it's tradition. My parents started this, and then my family's now continued it, is that every morning the man of the family goes to Crust and Crumb to pick up an order of donuts for the entire family. Yeah. I'm wondering if I go to Viking, because Viking also makes these ones. I wonder if I yeah. get one from Viking and have my wife do a blind Just taste Just put it in a different box. Too. Yeah. And yeah. say, you know, how do you think about, oh, look, a Crust and Crumb donut. Exactly. Like, this is delicious. Yeah. I'll be like, it's freaking Viking. Yeah. I think you should do it. You know, my other boss, the boss at the bar that I work at, Yeah. Um, she's vegan and they went to a vegan festival on Sunday. And brought back these donuts, and they were phenomenal, like just phenomenal. And I think the same thing, if you gave it to somebody and 
you know, you they would never know. know. They would never know. But the prejudgment. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any shout outs from any of our? We sure do. Okay. You've got mail. Hey, this one Had comes from another iTunes listener. Okay. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you can cut me off. That was stupid. <laughs> well, this is DCC0689. And he says, or she says, I'm not actually sure. Um, it's simple. You listen and apply it. Read it and apply it. Listen again and apply it. Read it again and apply it. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> you can't help but enjoy the podcast. Oh. It provides great insight as to how... To stay lighthearted about your business, but focus on profit. Love everyone on the show, and you guys have replaced morning radio on my ride. Oh, thank you, DCC0689. Yeah, <laughs> Don't you love that? Do you know I have a second? <laughs> <laughs> I have Dolly Girl and DCC0689. Well, thank you for your comment. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're very welcome. I, but I do love this show, and I do think if you read it, apply it again. Now, in all seriousness, thank you for that post. It means a lot to me. Like, we when we made the show, we're like... Like, I don't want to have this boring talk about finances. They're important, but yeah. important doesn't mean it has to be boring. Like, let's not horse, like, why not horse around a little bit, like a yeah. morning show? I do, we need to get some bits going, me and you. Yeah. You know what a bit is? <laughs> of course. So I want to do a bit, like, where we, we do a call, someone, like, a, a, a prank call or yeah. something around finance. Like, I want to start doing bits like that. So let's make some effort. Okay. Yeah, you're making a note. I love it. I love when you make notes. Hey, one more thing I want you, my dear listeners, to make a note about is our corporate Whoa. yeah, sorry. Our corporate partners. These are people that support our show. They're crazy. Receipt Bank, Nextiva, Fundbox. I I know you've heard the names of these three companies a million times, but have you checked out their websites? Maybe not yet. Do it today. Receipts Bank, Nextiva, and Fundbox. We'll give you more details on them in just a little bit. But now to the essence of our show. We have Kim Walsh Phillips coming on. I met Kim through a mutual friend. Her name is Robin Robbins. Did that sound like I rolled the R? Did it sound like I Yeah, you did really well. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Kim is an award-winning speaker, author, podcaster, and is the CEO of Elite Digital Group, which is a direct response social media agency. Kim has brought in more than one bill, as in billion dollars. And maybe one bill, like as in a guy. Like this one guy named Bill shows up. But <laughs> she's brought in a billion dollars through her clients, with her laser focus on increasing their revenue through direct response marketing. She's the author of the No BS Guide to Direct Response Social Media Marketing, the ultimate no-holds-barred guide to producing measurable, monetizable, did I say that right, results yeah. with social media marketing. And she's done this along with uh, the fabled Dan Kennedy. Something you may not know about, uh, about Kim is uh, she sings in the church praise band and... She is uh, permanently in the archives of the Indie Tattoo Magazine because her hip was featured on the show, on the in the magazine, <laughs> on the show, in the magazine. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you so much, guys. Um, a few quick things. One is I yeah. can do a really good, heavy, annoying Long Island accent for your for your whole Ooh. like little um, thing you want to do with prank calling people. So I'm in for that. Yes. Yeah. That. Number yeah. two, that bakery sounds amazing. Although you may force me to go off my no carb thing I'm on right now. So just picturing the crust oh. and crumb. The crust and crumb is amazing. Delicious. And finally, where does one go off the rev- you know, the farm so much that you're like, I'm going to spend my time photocopying a book to sell it online, yeah. to use copies I of know. it so I can make $3 per copy. When does that yes, become your business plan? I don't, I really want to I don't know. 
I don't know. So my thought is when we look at the book, I mean, it, we, we opened it, we tore it apart, the binding, everything's exactly the same. Yeah. So either it's a great clone. Um, and so what we're thinking is one thing is the printer may do an overrun on ten, mm. on purpose, and this group bought the overrun. Maybe maybe it's legal. I don't think it is. Um, or they somehow procured it. But yeah, for them, but you're right. At the end of the day, they make three bucks a book or 10 bucks a book. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that seems like weird thievery. But they, they shut down. And the interesting thing is when we went through their reviews, they had all these complaints on Amazon, like hundreds of complaints of the book came, it was torn apart, the, oh, they never delivered. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting. All right, let's get to the uh, the concept at hand or the t- topic at hand. You're arguing you can get 10,000 followers on Facebook. So I want to talk about how to do that, but first I want to understand why do you want 10,000 fans? Right. So if we're going to be all focused on money, why would we focus on fans? Because that could certainly be a fluff metric if we spend all of our time focused on popularity, right? Popularity without profit is a great way to go out of business, to be one of those unfortunate bakeries that didn't profit from the very beginning, right? So we want to focus on profit. Well, it's become so much more important because recently... Mark Zuckerberg, the whole team at Facebook has said they're going to protect the user experience on the platform. They've always declared that to be the number one thing. And it makes sense because if people hate going on the platform, if they hate going on Facebook, they're not going to use it anymore. And then there's no reason for any business to be on there. You have to protect your user. And too many businesses have screwed this up. They've used the marketing platform to spam the crap out of people in the newsfeed and people get tired of it. They click yes. on the right-hand corner of the ad and say, I don't want to see this anymore. And right. Yeah, and that's happened way too many times. And so Facebook has come out and said, you know what? If you don't have a page that has a good has good engagement with your followers or has conversation or has fans, we're not going to show your posts anymore and we're not even going to allow you to advertise on here anymore. Mm, yeah, it's huge, right? And so... I think it's a great statement that Facebook is making where a lot of businesses are freaking out about it. But if you've been a great marketer all along, you've not looked at marketing as a transaction. You've looked at it as an opportunity to develop a relationship with your key prospect, right? And so mm-hmm. if that's the case, if you've developed relationships on social and turned them into cash paying customers, you're going to do incredibly well because that's exactly what they want businesses to do. But it has to start with an audience. If no matter what your marketing message is, if no one is there to hear it, it won't do anything. So fans, fans are the way to crush it from the very beginning and have this incredible audience that not only can hear your message, not only can become your next cast cash paying customer, but also they serve as this bat signal to Facebook that says, hey, there are people that know, like, and trust this page. Let's share their posts with people and let's allow them to advertise at a really great cost per lead. Gotcha. Okay. Let's put some foundational stuff in place. I'm not sure I really know what direct marketing is. Mm -hmm. And I I understand that's what you, you wrote a book on that. This is the foundation of this is direct marketing. So can you explain what that is? Absolutely. There's this whole marketing thing out there that you do awareness, right? It's kind of like the spray and hope method, or we call it the Goodyear blimp method. You know, they put the blimp up in the air, hoping that people will remember Goodyear tires and someday go to the store and buy them. 
Well, right. most businesses can't operate on that way. We can't hope and wish that we'll have some kind of result or think we can put stuff out there and you know get great results. Maybe you've heard that John Wanamaker statement of, I know half of my advertising is working. I just don't know which half. <laughs> have you heard it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, that's detrimental to businesses. The truth is we can track everything. You know, my favorite quote is, in God, I trust everyone else bring data. <laughs> yeah. Truth, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So we can track everything. And direct response marketing is based in a type of marketing that for every marketing message you put out, it is tracked and should elicit a response, some type of action from the person looking at it. It could be click on a link. It could be enter your contact information. It could be comment on a post or make a purchase, sign up for a consulting call. But whatever it is, you're not just creating the image, the ad, the article, in order to create awareness, you are creating that marketing piece in order to drive action. I have a question around this. I had a recent conversation uh, that I think brought clarity to me. I, I was developing a web page uh, for actually for my new book, Clockwork, and the initial web page, I said, well, some people will want to download resources so they can go here. Other people will want to learn more about my company so they can go there. Other people may want to uh, just engage further uh, in my list and and, and be, I can give them some free resources um, beyond what's available in the book. So I had multiple kind of gateways for them to engage. And this person's like, no, no, no. Like, that's so confusing. You got to walk them down a, a clear path where they just basically say yes or no. Do you kind of agree with that approach? And is that part of direct marketing that you're moving them through a funnel of sorts? Too many choices will prevent your prospect from taking action 100% of the time. And also unclear directions. Now this comes back from the infomercial days. And I encourage anyone if they're ever stuck in a hotel and they don't have good choices on TV, find an infomercial because you'll actually get an incredible ROI <laughs> from the experience you can get out of it. It's a good opportunity yeah. to be to geek out and nerd out on some good marketing because what they'll do during the infomercial is to give the clearest instructions of how to place an order. They'll literally tell you to pick up your phone, put in the phone number. They'll tell you the phone number, wait for the representative to get on the phone and then give them your order. That seems so ridiculous, right? We all know how to place right. the call. We all know that. Yeah, but when we give that specific instructions, it takes away any question, doubt, confusion, or other options in our mind. When we make one path only, we give the clearest and most effective way for our prospect to make a purchase. Now, I've heard, well, I've heard, I've read like in Robert Saldini's classic Influence that if you give one choice, that it could dissuade customers from buying. But if you give three choices, they have enough sense of freedom uh, in making choice that they're more empowered to make choice. And then if you give uh, 100 choices, they'll become overwhelmed with decision-making. What I'm hearing in this marketing is that there's one path. Uh, it almost sounds contrary to what Saldini's doing, but maybe he wasn't talking about marketing. Maybe he's talking about something else. Maybe I'm confusing things. What's your thoughts around that? Well, any way we can get money, we should take it. That's number one. So testing is always like a good thing. Dirty like for that. sure. <laughs> anyway, baby. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, so that would be on the sales message, which they should have already gotten into your relationship. You know, I kind of relate it like this. Back when I was dating in um, a few years ago, before I met my wonderful husband, I was in the South Florida market of dating, which is terrible. Yeah. 
And I would date one of two types of people generally. One would be the guy who would spend all night talking about himself. He was beautiful, pretty smile. But the only questions he would ask me are, why did you go out with me? Which is really more oh. questions about him. Really, let's think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or the guy who the first date we have is talking to me about how many kids do I want to have? Should we meet? When should I meet his parents? What do I like to do mm. at the holidays? Completely freaking me out because it's about a sale. Yeah. And yeah. that too often is what we try to do with marketing. We try to ask people out too far on the first conversation or make yes. everything about yes. us, right? Yeah. And when it comes to great marketing and taking people down this one path, it's really like a dating relationship. First, we're going to attract them to us. Then we're going to see if there's a connection and ask out on an initial date, which would be the opt-in. Then we're going to give them a, a further offer. So let's go out for dinner. That's going to be uh, either a more of an opt-in. You're going to get more contact information from them, or you're going to make the sale for the first time. But often it'll be a small sale up front. Then we're going to ask for continual sales. But most businesses want to go from hello to, hey, you want to buy the car? You know, And that's just not how right. as consumers consumers, we want to make a purchase. So if we take people down one clear path that's nurturing, by the time they get to the sale, they should already know, like, and trust us. And then absolutely, we can give them a few options. And what Robert Cialdini is talking about is anchoring the thing you really want them to buy. So if you're doing three packages, let's say, if you have right. one that you want, you sell most often, it's the profitable one, it's the one you enjoy doing, then that should be in the middle. It's anchoring their decision. They think, mm. I don't want to go from the bottom one. That's not, you know, and 80% will choose the middle one, but then you'll have that 10% that choose the top, which is great because it's more yeah. profit, or the 10% that choose the bottom, which is fine because that works for you too. But if you have three options and the middle one is the one you really want them to do, you have a higher chance of them making the sale. Got it. Okay. And, and we are going to get back to the, the 10,000 fans uh, as kind of the base that feeds this. But now I'm curious about the... I guess it's an upsell sequence. So if, if someone you, you start slow dating and and they you you sell them something, uh, you deliver something to them. You're building trust. Now there's an opportunity to sell them something greater that will move them along further in their path and generate more revenue and profit for my business. Do, do I upsell instantly? If if I can get someone to buy the ten dollar item, do I instantly go for the fifty? And if they buy the fifty, instantly go for the thousand or two thousand? What's the timing around this? It depends on what your end goal is. If you're a business that is making majority of their money on selling services and your $10,000 or higher in a service model or even 5,000 we found, you really cannot be selling any of that stuff online. You need to get them on the phone. And so in general, your thank you page, you might not ever sell them something online. You might use all of your marketing, nurturing to get them to join your email list and then get an email, get, see a blog, and then get on the phone to talk about their needs. If you sell online products, programs, or services, you absolutely can test how many of these transactions could happen online without having to have a conversation or drive them to another event like a, a seminar or a webinar. Mm -hmm. As much as you can put into the initial campaign, that's when they're most excited and that's where you're going to fund all of your marketing. You think about it mm. in step one, when they entered their, their information in step one, they were telling you, hey, I have a problem. This is something that I think you might be able to help me with. 
here, I trust you enough to give you my contact information. So they just show they like you enough. They trust you enough to tell you who they are. And even if it's uh, not the email they always use, they put something in there because they want to get something from you. Well, on the thank you page, most businesses say simply, thank you for downloading the free report. Right. Right. And at that point, you are losing so much opportunity here because you have a qualified Mm. prospect or at least an interested prospect who's just come into your business channel. They've said they trust you. Well, sell them something here. Either sell them a product, a program, service. We've had dentists sell whitening packages, online you know, educators sell a course. We've had marketing consultants sell an intro package of services. You can sell right there on that thank you page and you give it, make it super enticing because you make it that one time only opportunity. You could sell this another yeah. time, but it's a really great price or you can sell them into a conversation. So a lot of our uh, clients, and you mentioned Robin Robbins in the beginning, their target market are IT professionals. On their thank you page, they are simply getting people to book a sales call, to have a conversation about what their um, business needs are. So all of these things are measurable and trackable. And think about it this way. You turn this awareness-based marketing into a daily campaign that you can track of. Here's how many leads we got. Here's how many sales we got. Here's our revenue. And here's our profit. It's a much mm. different way to scale your marketing. Mm. Okay. I love it. I, I am convinced. Now I want those 10,000 fans. I mean, I'd be lucky if I have six fans on Facebook. How do I, how do I start building 10,000 fans? Yeah. Well, first of all, you were beloved on Facebook. We both know that. So that's not. Well, okay, okay, okay. I, I had to call that that's out. I, I think you might have been fishing for that, but I'm not 100. I was. I told you. Yeah, I figured. So okay, cool. Awesome. So it's really, really easy. Um, first, you start with your messaging. So when people, when you put out a Facebook like ad, you don't want them to, again, you're not ready to get married. You're just trying to get them to pay attention to what you have to say. So step number one is to choose a motivational phrase of some kind that anyone could agree with. So, and you want it to be five words or less because you want to leave a lot of white space on the ad. Now, this is getting kind of technical. I get it, but there's only a few steps. So if you could hang in, basically, if you can follow the directions on making a box of macaroni and cheese, I promise you'll be able to do this. (laughs) Promise. Okay. So step one is you choose this motivational phrase of five words or less. For example... I choose you were made to thrive. That's something that anyone could agree with. You wouldn't want to do something like pizza is awesome because while pizza is awesome, my oldest daughter does not agree with that. I don't understand how I could be genetically connected to her and have that be the truth, but she doesn't. So not everyone does. You have to do a phrase that everybody could agree with. If it's on that cheesy motivational poster on the wall, you would anyone agree with it that passed it by. And if you have trouble finding them, you can do that. Um, Right on Google, you literally can Google five word motivational phrases and you will find thousands. Then you have this one. Now, this is six, but I put, I'm um, sorry, life is meant to be lived. That's Beautiful. pretty yeah. awesome. That, exactly that'd be an example. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're on okay. it. On it. So then, okay. yellow background, short image taking up less than 20% of the page. And if you want help creating it, you can use a great free software, canva.com, C A N V A.com. And use their cover photo uh, setting. So get that created. Awesome. Go to your fan page, press the promote button. Then you're going to choose promote my page. 
And all you're going to do, you're going to make very few changes on here. You're just going to upload the image, change the copy above the image to click like to like this page if you agree, and press um, place. Just places that. Final step, if you're hanging in there, again, your water's boiling. The macaroni is about to come out of the pot. We're almost there. Third step, we are on our, we go to our ads manager, facebook.com forward slash ads manager. And right there, we're going to find that campaign we just set up. Now, here's where the magic sauce happens. You're going to go inside your ad set. You're going to change just one thing, and that is the location. This is controversial, but you got to do it. So, yeah. So we're going to choose worldwide is our location. It's a secret unknown spot inside of Facebook that you can literally target the entire world that is on Facebook. And then we're going to exclude the expensive countries, which are the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and Australia. Now, if you're listening, you're thinking most likely, but why would I want to exclude them? Because that's my target market, market, right? And I get that. What we're doing is we're basically fueling our page with lots of fans that are super inexpensive. They are real people. They aren't bots. To Facebook, they are just the same as anybody here because Facebook is an equalizer. They don't say they're not worth as much because they're not in the United States. They will Mm. see your page if you have 10,000 or more is super valuable. So day one, day two, you're going to run it to worldwide. Day three, you flip your ad over to your local market. You can go all of the United States. You can go to your local town and you will on days one and two be able to get fans in for less than one penny each. And day three, when you flip to your local market, you'll still be able to get local fans in your community for less than 15 cents a piece, which is dollars less per fan than you could do otherwise. All the time, giving the signal to Facebook that you are a page that people know, like, and trust. So they'll share your content and give you incredible costs for ads. Okay. Wow. (laughs) This is like the ultimate hack, Kelsey. I love it. So, okay. So now I do this flip. I start getting the markets I'm targeting, which may be the U.S. and Canada. Um, I I see this momentum now. And I have more and more fans coming. What do I do with these fans? Does this now enter the funnel that you've been talking about? Yeah. So every fan that we place money on, so we place a dollar on a fan, we always get back at least $7 back, which if we were in Vegas, those would be amazing odds. And I probably would never come home, right? Well, you can do that with your fans if you use a key spot on your fan page. And that would be that cover photo at the top of the page. If you start thinking about it as a gateway into your marketing campaign, as the first place to attract that perfect prospect, we call that what you should put there, a juicy carrot. The reason being, when it comes to Facebook marketing, I want you to think of it as scaling, as multiplying. Here's how you're going to reach many more people than you ever could before. And what animal loves to multiply but those cute little baby bunnies? So we're going to get that (laughs) carrot so we can attract many into our market. The juicy carrot is going to be on our cover photo, and this is going to be something that will attract our target market, and it will be an ebook, a video, a checklist, a, um, a seminar, a webinar, a coupon code, a sweepstakes, anything that's so valuable that if it weren't free, they would pay for it, but it is free. Yeah. 
So they're giving you their contact information. And that's going to go right on your cover photo. So as all these fans are coming in, they're not just liking your page. They're entering your marketing funnel. Okay. So when I do this on my cover photo on Facebook, it's a graphic, right? It's not clickable, is it? It is. That's what's incredible on mobile and desktop. Thank you for that great transition, by the way, Mike. It is on mobile and desktop. It You can click on the image and then up comes the description of the image. And in that description, you can put full landing page copy. You can put bullets of what they'll get when they opt in. You can put links and they become clickable. It is an incredible billboard that's interactive, becomes your landing page and Facebook doesn't charge you for it. They 100% allow it. And you can put any kind of marketing message on it that you want. Wow. So, okay. So, and do people know to click on cover images in Facebook? They wouldn't necessarily. So you want to make sure you put a button on it that says click here. Click here. Yeah. So they see that. They click there. Up pops a new uh, screen. And is it, since it's within Facebook, is it just textual or can I actually format that screen? Can I make it into a, an actual sales page? You're going to still have the imagery for the cover photo. So you just make sure they tie in together. So at my page right now, I'm promoting the training we just had, the mini training. We do it live every week. And it's a three-day live training. And we have it in the cover photo. When you click on it, you still have that image there. But then we just do a few bullet points of copy and then the link that goes to the actual landing page to opt in. You don't have to send them to another landing page. You could use, um, there's some great technology. One of the resources we love is lead pages. Um, You could use what's called a a light box that people can click on that link and just up would pop the opt-in and you don't even have to go to the landing page. But you don't need to make it super complicated. Wherever you're sending people to opt-in, even if right now all you have is your newsletter, use that. Do something so you're not just using your Facebook page to get popularity. You're using it to get people into your funnel of your business. And it sounds like this process, you don't have to be an established big brand or anything. It sounds like anybody could use this process. Absolutely. Brand new to pages that have 10,000s or thousands of people can use it. And within 72 hours, you can add 10,000 more fans to your page. My gosh. Yeah. Now, the, going back to that ad, you said, you know, use something that everyone agrees to. So life is meant to be lived. So people start saying, yes, 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 yes. Um, how do I know the quality of these people? I mean, it sounds like anyone would agree to it. Therefore, I can get anyone. Can I target who those fans are beyond or and do I even want to? beyond a country, uh, maybe maybe I want to say, I want to get entrepreneurs who agree with this, but maybe that costs too much. The first couple of days, you're going to leave the targeting as Facebook chooses for you. Generally, they're going to choose targeting based on who's already a fan on your page. If, of course, if you're a brand new page, they won't have that data, but don't touch the targeting until you get to that day three, because that will allow your page still to be flooded with those 10,000. And generally, your first few are not going to be your biggest buyers of all time. That, that is true. Right. But as right. you target and you become more local, you will get those buyers in. But I'll tell you, because I can't, my business does service a worldwide audience, we started profiting immediately. And we have a lot of students who have the same experience. So go into it thinking the first two days, you're just getting fans. You're not getting your future customers. If you get anything gotcha. else, it's a bonus. But day three is when you flip it to local, where you'll start turning those likes into dollars. I love this. Now, what about the brick and mortar folks that are listening to the show? So if you have an online business, I get it. It's it's so obvious and easy. But what if I sell 
you know, ice cream at an ice cream store or something, uh, as opposed to at a, uh, as opposed to a newspaper store. I don't know why I had to share it was an ice cream store, but a shoe set, store, set, that might be my dream location. So there'd be that. Could you imagine? <laughs> would you like these stilettos with the pistachio ice cream? Yes. Yes, I really would. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but how can the ice cream store, uh, use a technique like this or can they? Absolutely. You want to have more fans than your competitor. You want to have a signal out to your local market that you are the most popular in town because other people care about it. It's why restaurants put people in the front window, the first that are seated for the night, to attract other people in. It's why when you're at a trade show and there's someone in the booth, many more people will go in there as soon as there's one, right? We want someone else to go first. So beating out yes. your competitors, good. The other really cool benefit, when you have more fans, you actually rank higher in Google searches. So if someone search, yeah, you really, oh. really. Yeah, because it's just, these are all signals to the web saying people are going to this page. This is valuable. So then when people are looking for you, your Facebook page will come up ahead of other businesses. We tested this with one of a page we just created. It was nothing, um, wasn't even a real business. We just put, but Facebook, don't kick me off for this. If you're listening, I love you. It's down now. It's all good. (laughs) Um, we created a page that was just about uh, marketing in a certain town. We just called it Main Street Marketing and named the town. And within the 72 hours, we had the number one listing for that location, for that service in that town, never having had an establishment before, but running this fans campaign. Wow. Wow. Now, the other thing is this sounds costly, but also there's a return. So how did the numbers work? What, what can I expect to spend but how do I offset that spending by the money I'm earning? And how do I know it's really profitable versus it's not? The nice thing with fans being only a penny a piece, this is about a $100 marketing campaign. And oh really gosh. never can you get in 72 hours huge results and only spend $100. But in this situation, yeah. you can. So there's not a lot of risk, which is good. But as you continue on in your marketing, you want to track every day. So in your cover photo, when you use that link, Create a new link you can track so you can see what is the direct ROI from our Facebook marketing efforts on our page. When you place an ad, use a different landing page link. Most of the services you use, whether it's lead pages or WordPress or Unbounce, to create these pages that people will opt into, you can easily duplicate. It's one of those steps that a lot of businesses don't take, but it takes a matter of seconds. You can then track and you don't ever have to give that result or that answer of, we don't know what's working. This way, you know what's working. Um, Interestingly enough, we just ran this this week. We were supporting someone's book launch and we ran, we did separate links and we found very quickly that the ads we ran from their Facebook Messenger platform outperformed the ads that we ran on their regular newsfeed. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but if I know what's working the best, right, I'm going to spend a heck of a lot more time and money on the thing that's working the best. And so we can mm. only do that if we track things separately. And you, you can use this for book launches, huh? Yes, you can use this for yeah, no, seating. Yeah, I was no. seating right there. Did you like it? My anchoring. You totally see it. You totally see it because now like, we got to talk. So uh, just so our listeners know, we work with Kim's company, Elite Digital. And, and honestly, we're not the best customer in the world because we're just ignorant buffoons over here. So we're like, this isn't working. We don't get this. We don't understand it. But Kim has dealt with us and has brought amazing results. Like there's no question we are more profitable because of this. 
Um, so Kim, I definitely want to talk with you or your team about doing a book launch. Cause well, and I have to be... say the results that Mike has had are not representative of everyone out there. No, what, um, <laughs> 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 it's been incredible working with your team, obviously, is that when you get to work with somebody that everybody loves, it's, it's amazing. So if in that example, if you have a product program or service and your customers love you, you know, you're providing incredible value to them. Yeah. You should not wait. You should put yourself out there because people want to be served by you. They're hoping, wishing and praying every day that their problem will be solved and they can only yeah. do it if you reach them. Yeah. yeah I met with, um, Yannick Silver. I'm sure you know who he is mm -hmm. or do you? Yes. Okay. So I met with Yannick, this is about 10 years ago, and he's kind of like the godfather to some degree of online marketing. He's a, he was one of the popular names in the beginning. And uh, he sat me down and said, Mike, do you believe in what you offer? I'm like, yeah. He's like, is it better than the competition? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you have an obligation to market this and out-market your competition. Because if you're offering something that serves people, you have an obligation. And that was kind of the aha. Because it felt, almost felt slimy or manipulative. right. right. And that was the moment I said, "Oh my God! If if I shirk in the corner and then have the excuse of saying, oh, this is not, this is this is manipulative,' I'm, people are going to buy elsewhere,' he said. Right. And then that's shame. He goes, "Shame on you for allowing that to happen." And that was kind of a big slap to the face. Um, all right, did he Kim, actually slap you to the face? Because he's very strong. He kind of did. He kind of did. Wow. He kind of did. It was at his uh, at his house. We were playing pool, and then uh, thank God we started drinking after that. Um, to, to ease the pain. Yeah, to ease the pain a little bit. Um, so um, I'm going to – actually, I'll have Kelsey call you or Kate over your office. So I want to talk about the book launch. Um, but for our listeners who may want to engage your services, where can they learn more about you and your organization? Absolutely. Well, you want to start with our live training, which you can find out exactly how to get those 10,000 fans. And to get that, go to 3days210k.com. That's 3days210k.com. And if you want to check out the agency and what we do, it's EliteDigitalGroup.com. Amazing organization. Uh, and, and they work with neophytes like us, so they can work with anyone. <laughs> yeah. So it's the number three and the number 10 in 3days210k. We'll put that in the show notes. Kim, thank you so much for sharing the, the, the recipe today. Thanks for coming yeah, on the show. that's awesome. Thanks. Oh, thanks for having such a great program. Such fun to listen to. And what an honor to be on it. Oh, you rock. Thank All you. right, we'll catch you later. Uh, I'm asking the uh, Ruby Tan, what do you think about what Kim said? Bazinga. Be nice. Oh, Ruby's voice has changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. weird. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> yeah, you got when you laugh like that, you gotta laugh into the mic. Your emphysema. <laughs> oh my god. So here's what we're gonna do, Kels. Yeah. Mike. Um, I wanna recap what we learned. I wanna hear what you learned. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk. Do we have a, a, a listener mail came in today? Yeah, sure okay. we do. So we have some listener mail we'll go over. And then um, we were, I want to thank our corporate partners. And we're going to do it in reverse order-ish. Okay. First, thank our corporate partners. Yeah. Uh, do you, you use your next, Steve? Is the sun in your <laughs> eye? Like you're, you know how to roll that thing down? Do you want to? Yeah, you can roll it. It was raining two minutes ago. It was raining two minutes ago. And now I, the, you're, you're blasted in the eye with sunlight. So first, let me talk about Nextiva. Nextiva is a voice over IP phone system. Um, do you have the Nextiva at your house, right? I do. I love Nextiva. It's a good experience, right? Yeah. I also just sent one to our assistant in Florida. Um, we set her up with one there. So she oh, works so to totally Morgan? remotely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. When we called her, was I called? Well, she had to pick up her daughter. So yeah, oh, we she was on her cell. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, I don't know if you know this, but when I'm going to Phoenix, do you know I'm going to Phoenix in about 
I saw that on your calendar. Yeah. I did not know. I didn't tell you. I just booked yeah. it myself. I'm like, I got sneak Secrets. One, sneak it past the goaltender. <laughs> um, I'm going out with my my men's group, if you will, my my, my business forum. Yeah. And I called next to Eve and said, everyone would die to visit. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on in. So they're hosting a lunch for us now. We're going to tour their offices. Uh, so next Eva, besides being just a great company, they're a voice over IP phone system. They're a communication system. They have a, a phenomenal new CRM. That's We're one of the first people to adopt the system, and we're trying it out. Um, and it's going to be available for the general public pretty shortly. Uh, next company is Fundbox. You know, we don't use Fundbox directly. We have our clients use them. So that's our relationship with them. Mm-hmm. We run Profit First, and we have never... Yever, I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't say we've never, and at the same never. time, we've yet to have. So yever, we've yever to have an issue, and we plan to never ever yever have an issue. <laughs> um, Perfect way to bring it back. Thanks, Mike. Well done. Um, but some of our clients do. You know, you, you you have money due to you, and now you're like, oh my god, I need cash. But you have those invoices outstanding. That's where Fundbox steps in. They release the funds to you on the spot. It's a great cash flow uh, way to address cash flow. And don't forget about Abby Connect, the leading live receptionist service. It just makes sense. If potential customers can't reach someone, they're going to call the next company on their list. You invest in websites and advertising. Shouldn't you invest in converting those calls into customers? And don't forget, Abby Connect is offering the no obligation free trial for our listeners. And after your trial is over, our listeners will also receive a $95 off their first bill. But only when you sign up at our special link, abbyconnect.com forward slash profit first. Thanks, Abby Connect. And then the last company is Receipt Bank. Any of those receipts you have, you can scan them in, link them to your accounting system, and you no longer have to have that receipt box, which, by the way, is mandated by like law. If, if I shouldn't say it's mandated by law. If you don't have it, you get penalized when the government comes in and audits you and says, oh, where's your receipts? You don't have any? Sorry! You can't account for these expenses. I guess it wasn't appropriate expenses, and then they whack you with a bill. Mm-hmm. Receipt Bank prevents that from happening. Thank you, Receipt Bank. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, what'd you learn today, there, Chiefy? So what I learned today. So what you? Oh, there's a today? there's homage <laughs> to Christina Bulldog. Yeah, so what'd you she's still with us today. I dare say, I mean, she's a beautiful voice. Listen. Yeah. So what you, you learn today? today? I can't listen. Over you. Oh, I was going to say, did you know I was singing over that? Because <laughs> we're so in tune. What'd you learn today? So what'd you learn today? Oh, that's See? so beautiful. Thank you. Thank when I say beautiful, I mean horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what did I learn today? What'd you learn today? Um, how awesome is that? Actual? <laughs> Whoa, that's pathetic. What did I learn today? Like, uh, scrambling, scrambling. How awesome is it? <laughs> the exact recipe, recipe. Yeah. to get 10,000 fans like not you know in a theoretical sense it's no. like an ideal yeah. you know one day you'll get 10,000 fans literally in three days I can get 10,000 fans yep yeah and how smart and you know at first when we were talking about it, I was like oh yeah but that's it's like fake it's not real Those yeah are real fans yeah but it's true it's it's a necessary step to get you to the point where you can be in front of your real fans yeah you know yep and like you were saying it's not about manipulating it. It's about getting the people who need your service access to your service. Yeah. So I want to try this. Do you, yeah. you seriously? Do you mind just calling Kim or Kate? And, of course not. And so get. I want to do the ten thousand fans, and I want to start uh, seeing what we can do to convert people into sales. You know, we set that one thing up, and we've sold people. People have joined because we had a lot of natural traffic to our website. Yeah. And I'm talking about the Mike Michalowicz site, not Profit First Professionals. Yeah. Um, but I want to go. I want to do more of that. 
Well, it's funny. So this is set up for Profit First Professionals on our Facebook page. Yeah. And we were getting all of these, you know, um, likes and followers from all over the world. And I was like, Oh, do we have 10,000 fans for Profit First? I didn't know we even did. I don't, I didn't, I never even looked at how many fans we have, honestly. Well, look now. But I just noticed all these people that were liking us from other parts of the wow. world. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's unbelievable. And the thing is, we have a, Profit First Professionals is an international business. Like, we have offices everywhere, except yeah. we don't have offices in China yet. We got to do that. Um, or I shouldn't say offices, locations, uh, licensees. So, we do have in Japan, though. We do. Isn't his, his name's Manabu? No. Manabu. Manabu. Yeah. Which doesn't sound Japanese. No. Because you're thinking of like Malibu. Yeah, you think more of a. Yeah, Malibu. I'm thinking like or Manabu. <laughs> I don't think Indians with an ooh doesn't sound Japanese to me. Yeah. It'd be more like a, a Kai. <laughs> I don't know. Like an, I, like an I sound to me. Like if he is Manakai, yeah. now yeah. he's Japanese. Uh, Manabu, he yeah. sounds like a. He's from Malibu. Yeah. 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 He's great, by the way. We've been emailing back and forth. I haven't spoke with him. But just his concern and interest in making the country of Japan more profitable. They're really going They're going through a tough economic crisis still in Japan. From 2008. It's lingering 10 years in. Yeah. And he's like, I got to fix this for my country. Yeah. And uh, the dialogue I've had when there's been moving dialogue. Oh, that's um, awesome. And that's why I became a profit first professional. Um, so for me, it was too many options paralyze people. Yes. So we were talking about... Um, it's kind of some brick and mortar type businesses and online businesses, and it's a common theme. the 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 more options you give to people, the safer choice is just to do nothing. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought was cool was she goes, "There's a reason when you get seated at a restaurant that they put you at the window." Yeah, and I was thinking, "Isn't that nice?" I arrived early. They want to put me at the window. They care <laughs> for me, and now I realize it's it's really two sides are benefiting. Yeah. And I think that was the hidden message too. Like, they aren't manipulating. They're not putting me at the window so they can get more business. They're putting me at the window because they can get more business, and as a customer, I will appreciate that. It's exactly. it's like a win-win. Yeah. And I think that's true in all marketing. Um, and also, I want to check out Canva.com. I thought that was a cool little tip on how to set up a graphic. We use it all the time. Oh, do we? Is that what you're using? Yeah. I thought you used it. I thought you were a badass. Like, when you're like, hey, can you do some design yeah. work? You're doing it on Canva? Mm-hmm. No, it is so easy. Your stature, Everybody, it is so easy. Your it stature's is declined. I just want you to know. Like, I, I thought you were a designer. I mean, they're really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they have so many templates that you, it's you just kind of take it and you plug in your own wordage. Do yeah. we do we pay for that or is that free? It's free. <laughs> yeah. You've impressed and it me. It is brilliant. You've impressed There's me. There's also a, Adobe now. has a Adobe Spark. They have one that's similar and it's different. So it's sometimes I'll use it because it'll, it'll. You can put your wordage in, and then you can sort of change the designs around it to see, you know, all these things super easily. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. All right, hey, what do we got for um for listener mail? Oh, for mail. listener mail, pattern baldness. Okay, so this comes from <laughs> Michael Carell's. I know it gets more funny every time. I know. <laughs> so he says, "Can you help me understand the ten twenty five rhythm of profit first? During the month when we get paid, the cash goes into a checking account and accumulates. Then on." The 10th and the 25th, we move it to each bucket. And then on the 1st and the 15th, we transfer to the external profit and tax accounts, owners, pay, subcontractors, uh, et cetera, question mark. Michael, close. You had it like all the way until you had that 115 in there. That's not part of the rule. So first of all, why do we do this? And then I'll explain how to do it. 
why we want to get into a rhythm is most businesses are reactionary. I call it peaks and valleys. We wait until money comes in. We see money in our bank account. We see if we have bills. We panic. Oh, my God, I pay all these bills. And all the money goes away. And then we're in a valley. We're starving for money. And then wait until the next time money comes in. So we're very reactionary. It's a horrible way to manage money because you don't understand your normal cash flow. When we get into a rhythm, doing this every 10th and 25th is when I suggest you do it, you'll start to realize what kind of income is flowing into your business at those periods. And over a very short period of time, you'll expect a normal amount. Normally, there's $10,000 in that account uh, every 10th and 25th. And anytime it goes out of whack, it's higher or lower, you'll notice, and that's the time to, that's a call to action, time for you to call your accountant and say, hey, why are we doing more? Why are we doing less? And take action accordingly. So we want to get in a rhythm because it's easier to monitor. On the 10th and 25th, the money that's in the income account, we allocate to the other accounts on those days. That's where I got you, Michael. You said on the 1 15th, you do the transfers. No. On the 10th and 25th, once the money's accumulated, you transfer it all out to your other accounts, and the income account goes back to zero. Then you run your business off the money that's in there, uh, in the operating expenses, and you pay yourself out of, prof, out of owner's comp. Profit goes to profit, and tax goes to pay your tax bill. But this will get you into a regular, predictable rhythm so you know how your cash flow is going. Hope that helps, my brother. Hope that helps. Okay, that's that's the signal to you. Yeah. Okay, You're sitting there everybody. painting. Were you painting your nails or something? <laughs> You're sitting over there like, oh, that was interesting. Painting nails. Oh, gosh. Okay, I do everything everybody. on Canva. I don't even need to work anymore. <laughs> Canva just does the work for me. It literally does, guys. It literally <laughs> does. Well, everybody, please let us know what your takeaways from today's episode yes. were. Leave us a comment and ratings on iTunes, Stitcher, or any podcatcher anywhere. Yeah. What else can they do, Mike? What else they can do is they can go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Actually, uh, Elite Digital is a group that helped us design it. So you can yeah. check it out and see how we do our flow now. Way different than we used to do it. Way more effective. And it's real simple. At the top, there is a button that says Find One. We will find you a Prop First Professional. Listen. I know you want your business to be profitable. That's why you're listening to this show. And you want to be entertained a little bit. But there's one more thing. If you want to be profitable permanently and do the right way, the best thing to get is a trainer. Why not talk with someone who's an expert in Profit First and they can drive your business toward the levels of profitability you desire. So go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Click on the Find button. Fill out the little form. We'll hook you up. My brothers and sisters, we'll hook you up. And, uh, and then you're off to the races. Okay, that's it. Do it now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. See you all later. Do it. Do it. Yeah, there he is. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got the rhythm going. Do it. Just make it a DJ. <laughs> I'm a DJ. All right.